New episode, new recording location. Hello, and welcome to the Grace of Giving podcast. We're your hosts, James Riley and Grace Brosniewski. Well, folks, we're coming at you today from the beautiful campus of the University of Notre Dame. That's right. We are here live in the Eck Visitor Center, home of the one and only Notre Dame Alumni Association. Hey, we're so thrilled to welcome our next guest to the show. She's doing great work for both the Alumni Association and our wider university relations team. Give it up for Director of Special Events, Aaron Thornton. Aaron, welcome. Hey, thank you. Excited to be here. Yes, it is nice. Thanks for having us here in your beautiful office, and you have nice pictures everywhere. I see Disney is is definitely in the house. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Got to keep it real. (laughs) So, Erin, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Uh, Good question. I grew up all over the place, really. I uh, was born in New Hampshire and moved around the country with my family. We lived in Minnesota. We lived in Elkhart. We lived in Pennsylvania, New Hampshire again. I spent uh, my high school years in Pennsylvania and ended up going to Penn State for mm-hmm. Gold Lions. Hey, that's right. Uh, Are they in the tournament? Pass. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, so that's, I spent my, my youth in, for the most part in Pennsylvania. I was a cheerleader in high school Mm -hmm. and, uh, ran cross country and then went off to college and got my degree in architecture. Wow. And then promptly decided I did not want to study architecture anymore (laughs) or practice it. So I, after I got my degree, I like pivoted massively and went off to work for for the mouse. I spent a <laughs> portion of my life working for Disney. Wow. Interesting. So when you think about, you know, when someone asks you, like, what's your home state? Is it Pennsylvania? Is it New Hampshire? Mm. Or do you really just not have? It's a, It's always a, I'm all from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really from anywhere kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, tell us a little bit more about um, your time at Penn State. Uh, yeah. How was your college Nittany experience? Nittany Lions, right? It, yes, it was awesome. It was a, I was there for five years because it's a five-year architecture program. Oh, sure. uh, and it's a real tight community of architecture students, so similar to what happens here at Notre Dame. Um, so I, it was very intense, right? If you know anything about Archies, we're in the studio way late, uh, many, many, many times over the course of the academic year. Uh, I got a chance to study abroad in Italy. Was yeah. formative for me. I just fell in love with the country and everything that Italy has to offer. Was I am, it Rome? Or? I was in Rome, okay. yeah, and it was amazing. Awesome. Then did the whole backpacking thing through Europe when I was done. Aww. and that was it's amazing to see how many days I can go with washing my socks in a sink. I mean that was <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but overall, it was an amazing experience being there. and um, yeah, it and coming here and working at an alumni association for a school that I, I didn't go to school oh, at, yeah, right. uh, has been very eye-opening uh, for myself as, as an alumna of Penn State, trying to go back and make some correlations like, oh, I didn't even realize this existed for alumni out there. <laughs> oh, I should check out and see what my alma mater does. <laughs> so. Is there an architecture style that you like really like or mm. gravitate towards? Oh, yeah. Um, Not particularly, but I really respect all styles. Like, I feel like I can notice the differences, and I respect the uniqueness of each of them. And I love to 
venture out into I love to travel. So I love mm. when I go out to to see what kind of architecture styles are prominent in a location and if I can figure out why, right? You know, is there a reason why the the roofs are so sloped in this part right. of the city or you know whatever. That's a terrible example, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, but I really I respect it. I really appreciate the different types of architecture that are out there. I like driving through uh, Oak Park, Illinois, which is a western suburb just west of uh, downtown, actually. And uh, they have a lot of Frank Lloyd Wright homes. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a very unique architecture style, a very kind of straight lines. uh, But uh, nice tour to take through there. I've noticed that Chicago has quite the diversity of architecture. Like different styles, like every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot the last time. And we did the architecture boat tour. Um, If you've done that before, that's a fantastic thing to do. You really get to learn a lot about the the whole city and the, the history of the architecture there. So, Aaron, did you always know you wanted to get involved in event planning? No, absolutely not, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, as I said, I started my path thinking I wanted to be an architect. And really uh, what resonated more with me was this concept of designing and designing an experience for a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the world of architecture, that's in physical structure. But when I moved on to Disney, it turned into designing events and activities that happen. I was working on board Disney Cruise Line, so I was planning the events and activities for the youth program. There was a lot of the same philosophies that are involved, whether you're designing something tangible like a structure or something intangible like an experience. Um, but the the concept of guest service and designing guest service has mm-hmm. something that's been instilled within me. I started when I was 15 years old working at an amusement park and uh, rural Pennsylvania, good old Dutch Wonderland. For those of you who have had a chance to visit, it's fantastic. Um, it's so Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so having that as my as the background, and then going through and learning the the hard skills that go into designing physical buildings, and then going out and experiencing designing experiential um, mm. areas at at Disney, no less. Right? I mean, like cream of the crop, right? So um, that set me on this trajectory sure. to where I am now. now. You know, I'm always hooked on Disney with you. So <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a law that you always have to be a, in a good mood when you're working at Disney? Like everyone's chipper and <laughs> no one has a bad day? <laughs> well, uh, it's all part of the magic. It, it really is. <laughs> you can't disclose. Uh, <laughs> trade secret. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> What's your favorite Disney movie? Ooh. Gosh, that's an almost impossible question to answer. Um, You know, before I had kids, I would tell you my favorite Disney film to watch was Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Same, same. Just a big, huge fan of of the story. Um, I you know, appreciate Belle as a princess because I feel like she, uh, you know, loves books, loves her dad, appearances don't matter, you know, all the beautiful things. Um, mm-hmm. But since I've had children, I'm re-watching a lot of these movies with them. And um, I am really taken with Coco. Uh, I am a big, big fan of Coco, mm-hmm. and I love Encanto oh, as well, yeah. Um you know, both for the musicality, but also for the story. Yeah. Um, and, and Moana. Those are the three oh, that oh, we, we watch yeah. most regularly at our house right now. And, okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. James, is, so is Beauty and the Beast your favorite? Absolutely, by far. Oh, That's yeah. why uh, when I send out the invitations to our guests oh, and yeah. the title, <laughs> I, I noticed that. Oh, 
guest. Be our guest. I'm saying it in my head when I got the email. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. And with Encanto, so we're not going to talk about Bruno, no. are we? No, no we're no, definitely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, Aaron... You worked at Disney. You kind of talked about that. For a lot of people, that's a dream position. How did you come to Notre Dame? What attracted you here? Yeah, I answer this question a lot because because of that, right? <laughs> um, so my husband, I met my husband when I worked for Disney. Uh, he also worked for Disney Cruise Line. He's from England, and his family all lives in England. We didn't. I didn't have any family down in Florida, and after we got married, we we wanted to start our own family, mm-hmm. and we didn't want to do that when we were in a place where we didn't have our own family nearby. So we started branching out and thinking, hey, if we have to leave Disney because we both love it, right? Like it's in our core. Um, if we were to leave Disney, where would we go? We'd have to go someplace pretty amazing, pretty special, mm-hmm. something that was going to elevate our own approach to life uh, the same way that Disney does. And uh, this job opened, or a, a, a version of this job, I should say, opened um, at the right time. And I noticed it, and I took a, took a chance and applied. I have a sister who lives in town here with her family. Mm. Um, so I was just fingers crossed, and it all just happened the way that it was supposed to. Uh, so we ended up making the, the trek up here in 2013, one week before we left, we were at Disney uh, in beautiful Florida sunshine, mm. and it was, you know, just spectacular. And then we got here, and it's the polar vortex. And oh, my no. husband was <laughs> oh, seriously no. questioning my my sanity <laughs> at that point. But it's been amazing. Oh. And uh, we've really found a community here that we love, and we still love Disney, of course, but Notre Dame is, is resonating real deep in, in us as well. Where did you guys get married? Where did we get uh-huh. married? We got married in Florida. In Florida? Yeah, okay. we got married in Celebration, Florida, um, which is the, the, the little Disney, right? the planned yeah. community that's outside oh. of Orlando. Right, It's like a mile from the Disney parks. I lived there wow. for a few years when I first moved down to Florida. Uh, it's as perfect as it sounds. Uh, they had just built this massive Catholic church, so we were in the first cohort of couples to get married in, in the Very church cool. there. Oh, so wow. it was wow. a really special experience. That's Is it great. true that they hide little Mickey Mouse um, faces in the design of those houses? That's what I the heard. The hidden, hidden Mickey? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. Isn't this just intriguing? Yeah, this whole... I like to be eating breakfast and be like, oh my gosh, there is, you know, there's one. I found, you know? I know. But the... it kind of sticks with you. So now even here in South Bend, my husband and I point out hidden Mickeys that we find, like, in the neighborhood that just happen. Right? Like, oh, those three bushes, that looks like Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are doing around. the same thing now. <laughs> so, Aaron, take us through some of the events that you plan. Yeah, sure. So here at the Alumni Association, we host so many different types of events, but mm-hmm. we have a few that uh, we classify as uh, you know our signature large-scale events, starting with reunion. So the alumni reunion happens every June. There are about 4,000 people that come back to campus uh, celebrating five-year milestones, and um, occasionally a particular affinity uh, group will come back as well in some type of triennial uh, rotation. And then we also have Football Fridays at the EC, 
Whoop, whoop. Come visit us at the Act Visitor Center. <laughs> yes, by the way. Um, and uh, that's a fantastic experience. We had Portillo's was our big partner this past nice. year, and that was just amazing. Every Can't go wrong. Game. No, Can't go wrong. Un- amazing. <laughs> uh, and then we do a leadership conference that's coming up in just a couple weeks, actually. We're going to be hosting uh, about 350 of our most engaged volunteer leaders from our club, class, and group network. They'll come back to campus to get re-energized, rejuvenated, mm-hmm. educated, um, inspired to continue to do the great work that they do out in their local communities. Um, so my team is involved heavily in all three of those. And then we also have a role to play when it comes to bringing our board of directors back, um, Shamrock events, bowl game events, the upcoming Ireland trip. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways that my team is involved. Do you get to go to Ireland next year? Or? That's the plan. Nice. Span, yeah. All right. <laughs> Fun. Cool. Uh, so what goes into planning one of those, like, larger scale events? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am of the mindset that you can never start planning too early, right? Yeah. So like, we're already planning some elements for – Reunion 2023, right? We haven't even gotten through 2022 yet Um, and beyond. Actually, I've had conversations with people who are coming in 2024. Uh, So it's it's a lot of... lists in whatever format, right? Right now we use a project management software uh, called Rike, and um, my colleagues know how much I I dig this system. I I literally, I I was awarded a Rike at our holiday party this year. I mean, it's my jam. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's it's a lot of details, right? Like planning out with campus partners, you know, we have to have Parking spaces, great. Talk to parking services. We have to have meals, great. Talk to Experience ND. We've got to have uh, safety and security, great. Talk to the events and safety on campus. We've got to have um, emergency and medical needs, you oh, know, sure, great. Talk sure. to uh, the fire department. Like We've got wow. all sorts of networks on campus that we bring together at various times to make sure that we can actually host these events successfully. Um takes a lot of time, takes a lot of attention to detail, takes mm-hmm. a lot of focus on uh, putting yourself in the shoes of the guest and making sure that, you know, if it was me that was coming back, would I have any questions? Okay, yeah, okay, how can I figure out how I can answer those questions ahead of time? Make those, you know, address proactively to our guests. And then we also have, the like, the very tangible things, emails and registration forms and mobile apps and attendee lists and physical items, right, signage and swag and all, all that good stuff so it's it's a lot a lot of details a lot of timelines but you know you put it together in a roadmap of sorts and you just follow along <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron what makes the Notre Dame alumni community different from other alumni bases yeah and I I feel like I can speak to this because I am not an alumna of of Notre Dame right I would say the thing that stands out to me is the true passion that alumni feel for this place. It, it was clearly an amazingly formative time for mm. people's lives. Uh, mm. So while they were here, it left such an impression that they are still as invested today in what happens on campus as they were when they were a student. Um, and that's beautiful. Uh, it's not that I don't love Penn State. I certainly do, but I'm not necessarily as engaged as I was when I was a student. Um, and so that stood out to me as soon as I got here, right? Mm-hmm. That that level of commitment that everybody feels, the passion that everybody feels about this place um, is so strong, and it's really beautiful to watch. 
Nice. You mentioned reunion is sort of one of your your big events, and this year it's sort of even more special, right? 2022, uh, anniversary of undergraduate co-education. Can you tell us a little bit about the plans going into that, that Golden is Thy Fame event? Yeah, absolutely. It's an amazing event that's actually all spring, right? So it's going on for months. You'll see various events popping up in the, the week at ND and the um, you know various communications coming out um, on campus about some of those on-campus spring events that are going on. But specifically at Reunion, the Thursday of Reunion is identified as the day to celebrate Golden Eye fame in person with alumni from mm. around the world. Um, we're inviting all alumni to come back on that day for a full day of events and celebration. Uh, it'll kickstart on um, actually on the Wednesday evening. There'll be like an opening reception of sorts. And then Friday, we've got meals, we've got presentations, we've got a beautiful golden gala uh, event at the end of the day, um, all interspersed with finding interesting ways to bring alumni to campus and uh, really become engaged while they're here, right? And maybe some interesting tours, maybe some interesting meet and greets going on. So a lot of details still in the works, of course, but uh, registration's been open for a few weeks for both uh, Golden Side Fame and Reunion, and we've got hundreds of people already signed up, and we're expecting thousands. So mm. awesome! So, Aaron, we saw each other this morning, yes, right? We did. <laughs> <laughs> At nine o'clock meeting, you and I have worked together in our division's DEIU efforts. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get involved in that work and what you hope to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. So. So some of this comes back to my upbringing. So mm. I, uh, to tell you my DEI story, I tell you a little bit about kind of who I was as I was growing up. So as I mentioned, we moved around a lot. Uh, what I didn't mention is that my family structure is a little unique. I'm part of a very large family, a very large immediate family. There are seven biological children in my family. I'm number six of seven, uh, and then. 30 adopted children from around the world, um, many of whom come with various disabilities, uh, whether they're physical disabilities or mental or, um, uh, you know, just overcoming some kind of challenge on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we have adopted children that are babies um, and those that are 12 and 13 years old, right? So a huge amount of diversity just within my family alone. I've got four siblings who are black. I have one sibling who's deaf. I have two siblings who are missing legs. I have, uh, I mean, all sorts of things. So it was always a very natural thing for me to be moving through life, being just genuinely accepting of whoever I meet, right? It never even occurred to me that there were people who didn't feel that way uh, or that thought that there was something wrong with being different from the person sitting next to them, right? So it, it was it was just something I took for granted mm-hmm. in my upbringing. And the more time I spent at Disney, the more I realized, like, when I, my experience at Disney was very positive in the diversity sector because I worked in a very dynamic section of Disney, Disney Cruise Line, where... I was in the minority of being uh, an American working on a cruise ship. Wow. And there were only a handful of us. Everyone else is from around the world. So I got to meet 
people and experience their culture, celebrate their national heritage months and days and new cuisine. And again, it was all very natural because that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to Notre Dame, right, this has all just been instilled in me. So I took a lot of this for granted. But as I started to realize even more that my approach to diversity, equity, inclusion has been very passive. It's been very, I take it for granted the way that I approach the world and that that's not, that's not going to make a difference, right? I need to be a bit more invested in my own actions and helping the actions of others. Uh, So I wanted to pivot. I wanted to stop being so passive. I wanted to stop being so you know, sit by and watch the world and know in my core that I, I believe that I'm an inclusive person and I wanted to start a show that. Uh, and, and I've found the work that I've been doing, James, alongside you and the task force to be incredibly meaningful and uh, so impactful, uh, both personally and, and in the workplace. And I just, um, I'm so grateful for the mm. opportunity to be able to have an opportunity to, to have a voice in, and also as a mom, right? Like, n- I'm a mom now of two little kids. It's incredibly important to me that my children recognize the beauty of the world in all aspects of this amazingly diverse place that we that we live, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to celebrate the differences that they have between their neighbors and their friends and their cousins and, and everyone. So that's a bit of a rant for I you. Sorry. I love it. Well, you're, you're a great partner in this journey, Erin. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank I, I you. mean, I have to say on behalf of the division to, to both of you, thank you for your work on this because it's extremely important and you guys do it with such grace and, um, yeah, huge thanks to both of you. Thank you, G. What would your advice be um, to you, our colleagues, who are interested in getting more involved in our DEIU work? Yeah, I think it's a great question. So, the, I, what I would say is uh, check out the website, right? Mm-hmm. The, the great DEIU website that we have for the division. Um, it's a great opportunity just to learn about what some of the work is that's going on, maybe some different projects, certainly who point people are. Um, and also just to reach out if somebody has a question, right? I'm happy to receive emails anytime if someone just wants to know more about what could I do to get involved? Like, I, I don't have a lot of time or my schedule is weird or I'm traveling so much, but this is an important part of who I am and I want to I give back. I want to contribute to the efforts. Great. Let's find some way for you to do that. Do you want to write something? Do you want to help put together a panel? Do you want to offer your perspective? Do you want to recommend something to the group? There's a lot of different ways that people can get involved. Um, and it just starts with recognizing it themselves right uh, I think I know that part of the onboarding we've got a lot of new I was almost going to say cast and crew because we're back in the Disney <laughs> oh world boy, oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> we got a lot of new employees a lot of new staff in our division and I know part of the onboarding involves uh, making awareness of the DEIU task force and the committees that exist and people can opt into at that point uh, joining one of these groups you don't have to do that just during onboarding right you can do it anytime absolutely all the time we want to make sure that everyone's as engaged as they feel so desired yeah that that reminds me of a great quote that James you and I heard at a conference recently every position is a DEIU position Ah, absolutely no doubt absolutely I love that quote Aaron, you mentioned your seven biological siblings yes. and your three zero adopted siblings. That's right. Uh, and you have 
two kids of your own I as do, well and a I hubby. Do. Can you tell us a little bit more about your family? Yeah, sure. So, um, so we'll start kind of local, right? So my husband Mark uh, is—he's from England, as I say. He's you know unofficially called the mayor of Winding Brook because he—he's uh, a stay-at-home daddy right now with our our daughter Beatrice. She's two and a half, and um, he—he's a—he's a people person. Um, he loves to talk to everybody, and he's a former coach of soccer shots. So if anyone listening here has got uh, kids between the ages of two and eight, or had children between that age in the past five years, and they took soccer shots. Chances are they encountered Coach Mark. Um, he's a bit of a local celebrity. I still remember going to the Shamrock Series in Boston a few years back and uh, being stopped because my husband was with me at the time and being stopped by um, the coaches' wives of uh, the football team. They were getting off the bus, and a horde of them came over to my husband. Coach Mark, you coached our kids. I was like, oh, my gosh, you are a celebrity even in wow. Boston, dude. I just don't get it. Amazing. Yeah, it just feeds his big ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then our, our kids, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old Beatrice, and um, she's delightful as much as a two-and-a-half-year-old can be. No, I'm just kidding. She's amazing. Um, and my son, Declan, is four-and-a-half. He turned, well, Actually, not four and a half. He turns five in April, so this oh, is yeah. a few short weeks away, and he is also amazing. And uh, yeah, my husband's family is from England, and we haven't been out there in a little while. I was going to say pre-COVID, were you able to kind of visit where he's from? We were, yeah. Declan's been out to visit, um, and that was fantastic to take him out because oh, Mark's grand grandmothers are, you know, unable to make the journey back over here. So uh, mm-hmm. we are hopeful to make it out in the next year to bring the kids out um and show them where their daddy's from and you know see a real castle all that oh, good yeah. stuff. <laughs> is it is it london proper or uh no he's from the the heart of essex he's from a okay. little seaside town called clacton on sea wow yeah very british yes. Yes. <laughs> very much so very he's a thornton yeah. thornton right yeah but if you ask him he says thornton he says oh. his th is like an f oh it's, so sweet. I can't do that. I just can't stay <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so what do you like to do outside of work? Uh, very good question. I love to read. I'm a big mm. reader. Have been always. I mean, when you grow up in a house with so many kids, you got to find things you can do on your own in the quiet and uh, give yourself some peace of mind. I love to watch television as well. Not just like couch potato-esque, but I really... I appreciate entertainment, um, television, movies, musicals, mm. plays, mm-hmm. all of the entertainment industry. I love it. Um, behind Reich, that's my next jam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're trying to watch all the Oscar-nominated films this year. And oh, good. Da- yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. It's a it's a feat. Um, yeah. Sometimes the mo- those. Sometimes those are not my cup of tea, but uh, mm. for the most part. Um, and I like to run. Um, I'm a runner. Not, not, I don't look like a runner, but I am a runner. Um, I enjoy running. I enjoy the solitude. I enjoy listening to podcasts while I do it. A little bit of me time. Um, and, the, you know, health benefits, all that good stuff. Sure. So, yeah. Awesome. What does your ideal spring day look like Ooh. as we are in spring? Is it spring yet on the uh, calendar? No, no. next week. Next yeah, week. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yesterday was pretty beautiful. 72 degrees. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, when I was in Florida working for Disney, I had a really cool opportunity to work 
for the opening team for Aulani, which is the resort and spa in Hawaii. Mm. Um, so I went out there for wow. about two months and was living in Hawaii. And every single day was like yesterday, maybe five degrees warmer. Mm. Perfect. Just perfect. Sunny, light breeze, you know. I'm not like a summer gal. I don't really love summertime. I hate being hot, if I'm being honest. But mm. um, but spring, love it. And, yeah. Wow. Jealous. Just got to try to take all that in right <laughs> now. Yeah, <really. laughs> uh, so what is one thing, personal or professional, that you're really looking forward to this year? Yeah, I was excited about this question because, uh, so I'm turning 40 this year. And what? I'm not ashamed to, you know, celebrate my age, folks. Um <laughs> I am going to be running 40 miles this year in, not in one foul swoop, right? I'm not, I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'll be running 40 miles over the course of a number of races over this year. I'm going to be raising money for the Alzheimer's Foundation. My mom was diagnosed with advanced dementia um, in the middle of the pandemic. So it's been um, something that's been very, very challenging to to deal with um, and to navigate with my family. And in a time when you feel so helpless, which those of you who have any family members who are suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you feel so helpless, uh, it's nice to have something concrete you can do. So sure. I'm raising money um, for Alzheimer's Foundation and running miles at the same time. So um, I'm, I'm excited to be able to do this, and, uh, and I'm excited to be able to, um, to tell my mom. not sure she'll, she'll understand, but I'm mm. still excited. Yeah, awesome, awesome work. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks. I'm looking around. Your office, are there any hidden Mickeys in here? Or, or how many Mickeys right do you there. have? There's one on the board. That's, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. it's not hidden, but it's right, there. Right, right, right. Look at that. And the, Mickey's in the picture. I'm t- I've already been doing this, James. <laughs> yes, you have. There's Mickey there on the wall. Yeah, there, I, I like to bring a little, a little bit of Mickey magic everywhere I go. <laughs> it all comes back to Mickey. Mickey and Reich. That's right. <laughs> Mickey and Reich. That's right. Well, Aaron, you're amazing. We've had such a great time getting to know you a little oh, better. Before we let you go, we're going to throw a quick take five your way. Five questions, five rapid-fire answers. All Are you right. ready? Bring it on. <laughs> all right. Favorite song to sing in the shower? Lately, don't talk about Bruno. Bruno! <laughs> Best Notre Dame event you've attended? Ooh, the Boston Pops experience. Um, uh, it was fantastic. I bet. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Uh, favorite season? Spring. Yes. Favorite spot on campus? Ooh, there's a space right to the east of the main building, um, sort of tucked behind uh, Zom and Kavanaugh in that back area. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's just like beautiful peaceful little quad that is nice that's it i'm a kavanaugh uh oh, dorm guy, there you so go. Yeah, that, that area is very precious to me yeah <laughs> best local breakfast spot Ooh, um yeah gave some thought to this one too and <laughs> i haven't been out to eat for a very long time but when we go out for breakfast i love the farmer's market the the oh, restaurant sure. that they have inside yeah. that is big really fan good, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah big fan really fun atmosphere and yummy food I'll recommend the Early Bird to downtown. Oh, I haven't been there. Yeah, it's in the old Danny Maid Bakery building. Oh, yes. That's what moved in there. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw Phenomenal. something new in there. Phenomenal. What's it called again? 
the early bird. The early bird. You might have Got to it. have a podcast recording there. Too. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. I'll volunteer to be the guest again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Actually, let's re- restart this over there. <laughs> Well, Aaron, thanks again so much for joining us. It's been great to come over here to the X Center and get a peek into what our colleagues at the Alumni Association are working on. And hopefully we'll have some more great alumni guests in the future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No doubt. James, it feels so good to be back in person doing these recordings. I know, G. There's so much energy and joy. I think there's only one way to adequately describe how it feels. Hit it. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for listening to the Grace of Giving podcast. I'm James Riley. And I'm Grace Brosniewski. And this has been the Grace of Giving. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, stay stay golden. golden.